Well, we don't have a pre-roll. Can this be our pre-roll? No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to Rules as Written. Rawr! The D&D podcast where we explain the rules to you and then how to skirt around them and break them and not apply them in your games. Yes, just as how Gary Gagax intended. <laughs> <laughs> so, today's episode is going to be on conditions. You'll find this in the appendix of your player's handbook. We're going to go through all the conditions because they come up quite often, don't they? Sure do, Toby. <laughs> What was that sports announcer? <laughs> they sure do, Toby. Yeah, still feeling out our dynamic. <laughs> it's going to be a hot and fast one here. <laughs> okay, so let's yeah, let's truck on. What we got? All right, so we got a big list. The first one, in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. is blinded. This is probably one of the more common ones. When yeah. you're blinded, you can't see. And you automatically fail any ability checks that require sight. Apart from that, any attack rolls against you have advantage, and any of your attack rolls have disadvantage. Okay, so basically you're shit at attack, they're good at attacking you, and also you can't see. And it's a little bit scary. It is a bit scary. You also have to roleplay with your eyes closed the entire time, and people can put things in your butt. That's a rule. <laughs> I don't know about the second bar. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Just my flicker? Okay. Don't worry. I used to play it in PE classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I first learned D&D. <laughs> so, one of the ways this can come up that people don't often clock is that spells require sight, a lot mm. of them, a point you can see. So if you're blinded, you need to start checking all your spells to see if they're going to be affected. Yeah, I think for the most part, it's pretty intuitive. Like, if you have to cast a spell that requires a target, yeah. it's, like, probably... Although right. we've had someone skirt around that. Yeah, like... we talked about that in the last... Uh, in the last uh, it's worth bringing up again. A couple episodes again. If you want to blow yourself up... <laughs> you want to fire a fire straight down, I don't yeah. see a reason why you can't. We, we added a little bit of a home rule <laughs> to that. <laughs> we sent a little letter to the Wizards of the Coast. They haven't replied to any of our letters yet. We've sent so many. So many. That's probably one of the reasons. <laughs> no, we'll just send more. <laughs> they have like a robot filter for our domain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So blinded is pretty straightforward. I don't think there's actually too much. It's one of those very intuitive things. Yeah. It will give you disadvantage not just on attacks, but also skill checks that need sight. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things you have to kind of remind yourself that you are blind. Yeah. There aren't too many long-term effects. The most common way you'll, like, come into contact with blinded is a spell that will cause you to be blinded for a set amount of time or around, like blinded deafened. Yeah. That's a classic one. Yeah, super classic. What's the next one? Next one is charmed. Charmed. A charmed creature can't attack. So if you charm a creature, then the charmed creature can't attack you. Mm -hmm. And you have advantage on any ability checks when you want to interact socially with that creature. Okay, so you basically fall in love, get the hots, have a crush. Yeah, I guess this one could be like a little bit more nuanced. Because I feel like you always want to read into it like they have like a little crush on you. (laughs) But I feel like there's like like a lot of different ways that you can be charmed by somebody. Maybe it's just somebody that you admire. Yeah, it is also used in some ways for like fear light kind of thing. Like sometimes if you just really respect someone... Mm. It can come up if you really like like a king like the uh, you don't want to disappoint them so you're kind of like yeah, limited that's in definitely your... one but also the um 
I forget the name of it, but King's royalty have had a very tangible power throughout the centuries where people just feel in awe of them. Like, mm. like they are physically unable to do some things. Like the trial of King Charles I, many of the people who were trialing him, they didn't even think that you could try a king, not just so much legally, but almost you, you just couldn't. Yeah. There was also during the French Revolution, Louis the 16th. There was one of the riots going on in Paris and people had all st- stormed the Tuileries. That's the local palace in Paris. And Louis just literally stood in front of them and dressed them down. It was just like, what are you doing here? This is crazy. I'm the king. Why are you even here? And they just, they just stopped. They just went home. They just like yeah. Just, like, it, we got here. We weren't really sure what we were gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they were just in the and this is this is well into the revolution. Kind of just well. want to get your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is well into the revolution. So they've murdered a lot of people. They've put a lot of heads on pikes. This is well in, but it's just the majesty. And also when Napoleon came back from his exile and they had the army marching against mm. him, and then he just says, well, "Are you going to shoot your emperor?" And no one can. It's this very kind of real charmed, I would say, effect. Mm that can happen is is documented to happen around royalty in real life and I can imagine having a similar effect in a similar way like it's not so much admiration it's not so much having a crush on someone but Mm. it is a kind of fear or respect Mm. a a bowing down to grandeur just like this is a being that is above me kind of thing yeah like there's just something that's just so much more yeah not not even in like a religious way just in like the, like he he's just above me like mm. this is just how it is so that is definitely a kind of angle you can put on the charmed effect okay so if you have any like big boy king yeah, characters you... they could have that kind of effect on you or something yeah definitely but you could also have it with monsters that kind of effect maybe you meet a dragon who's just so like beyond your scope of power mm. it has that kind of thing but yeah, Charmed is a pretty nuanced one. You make a good point. It is definitely something that you shouldn't only take as, oh, he's got a crush on me. Yeah. <laughs> it can be read with lots of colors. Yeah. All right, what's the next one? Uh, next one is deafened. It's pretty straightforward. You are deaf. <laughs> next. <laughs> so it just, the only thing about this is that you automatically fail any ability checks that require hearing. Nothing about attacking like with blindness. So yeah, if your group is hot on metagaming as well, obviously you can't talk to that person. So if you know something and you need to get it to them, you need to find another way other than talking to them. Mm. Yeah, I think that maybe that is the bigger effect of being deafened. Yeah. Is not so much the rules as written. Maybe more so like. The the, how does this affect how you communicate with the rest of your party? Yeah, kind of the role play of the situation. Yeah, I mean, even like, even actually kind of more, not just the role play of it, but the mechanics of it, right? Because mm-hmm. if you are in combat, maybe you do have, like Battlemaster might have some abilities where it's like, he c- will command you to do something. Yeah. If you can't hear him, then maybe you oh, can't. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah. I think the Battlemaster. So yeah, so, it's, it's one of those things that I feel definitely has more interactions than it first gives away first seems yeah so that one can be deep well yeah that's Thank deep you. well <laughs> he gave me such a like <laughs> loving look for a second there. you did it <laughs> you needed it all right what's the next one all right the next one is frightened mm-hmm. if it wasn't in alphabetical order that one probably should have come next to charmed yeah that's true and deafened probably next to blinded 
but that's not the world that but we live in. But here we are. <laughs> Imperfect world we live in. <laughs> so when you are frightened, you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of your fear is within line of sight. So that's all ability rolls and all attack rolls, not just against the creature that you're afraid of. Yeah. And you also can't willingly move closer to the source of your fear. That can create some really interesting scenarios if your DM has built the scenario in such a way that they can exploit that. Yeah, I think that that could really make something like you could that can make build a puzzle really out interesting. Of yeah, definitely. Like definitely. a mini puzzle. So you'll see frightened. All dragons have frightened presence, for example, demon lords and stuff. Anything Barbarians. Cool. Barbarians do have a frightened presence. <laughs> they have a freer aura <laughs> with a very low DC. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a thing. Yeah, it gets the villagers. Get, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We were talking about this earlier though, and one thing that was surprising to me was that it doesn't mention anything on, like usually if you have like a spell or something like that, mm -hmm. I think often actually, not only in your games, but games that I've played before, fear is often used that you have to spend all of your actions running away from your target. Yeah, that's what it says in the fear spell. I think yeah. people get mixed up with that quite easily because you look at your fear spell, it's one of the first times you'll properly encounter it because fear is quite a powerful effect. Mm -hmm. um, and it says you have to you take the dash action, which means you have to use your action and basically your movement because you can't move closer to the thing. Which is pretty doo-doo. Yeah, just running away. So people kind of take that and apply it to all frightened effects, which it just ain't like that, guys. It just ain't like that. You're hearing it here it right now. It simply is not. Putting our foots down. Well, we're not having it <laughs> anymore. If, the, if your DM tells you to write, you, you tell him. Tell him Toby sent you. Tell him, tell him Toby's got his back, right? He'll know what I mean. Yeah, but please do not, like, contact us. <laughs> Don't at me, bro. <laughs> we will not respond. All right, next one. Grappled. So, a grappled creature's speed becomes zero. Easy. And it can't benefit from any bonuses to your speed. <laughs> and the condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated. Mm-hmm. It also ends if you remove the grappled creature outside of the range of the grappler. So if anything puts distance between you. So if you teleport them, basically. That's a, you teleport that's a them. Yeah. yeah, if you can just let But I feel like with grappled, you have to read how your spells are invoked, maybe. Right? Yeah, that is a thing, because if your arms are grappled and stuff, you can't do somatic spells. Okay. And somatic spells are... <laughs> spells that require a gesture. So we'll get into that in the magic thing. But basically, there's verbal, component, somatic. There'll be these little letters at the top of your spell cards, your spell app, your spell printouts, whatever your preferred <laughs> method is. There'll yeah. be little letters. And one of them is an S, which means you need to do a gesture or a gesticulation. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably very important to remember. Otherwise, grappling probably just sucks against like I think wizards. That's also like... like uh, <laughs> Uh, if if they've grappled your legs, then maybe you could probably still do it. I think there's there like is how you've for been grappled. Role playing matters. here. If you're completely mm. tied up by like an octopus creature, mm. then that doesn't look good, does it? Yeah, and maybe if you know that they only have verbal spells, you can grapple their face. Exactly. <laughs> Putting the wizard sack over the head. <laughs> yeah. Can't cast any that's spells. The, that's sack the, over the head. <laughs> that's the foolproof method. That's the way to do it. <laughs> You've won D&D. <laughs> You've got the wizard Surprise sack. sack. Mage hand with a sack. Yeah. Straight over the head. Nothing beats it. It's your little win key. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Incapacitated. That's an interesting one. If you're incapacitated, you can't take actions or reactions. I feel like incapacitated. I feel like you overhyped it a little bit. 
Well, because in Fascinated <laughs> comes up in a few other things. Yes, I think what's we were talking about this before, and I think incapacitated isn't an effect itself. It's not a condition itself that you can be just incapacitated. I think it's something that's only used within other conditions. It does come up sometimes. I've seen what it would make that you can incapacitate you? It just but we have something called unconscious. So like in what scenario? Paralyzed. I know. I've right. Seen so it. like in what scenario would you be just my head. incapacitated? It's like just a symptom rather than the cause. It is very peculiar that they have a whole thing just dedicated to I think to it's because oh. so many other things. Yeah, it's super weird, right? They don't even have a picture in it. If you have the player's handbook, they have all these lovely There's little picture pictures. a for every other one, but incapacitated. Except incapacitated is weird. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah, wake up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta watch your house, your house for those gummin' drones. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump on there with invisible. Okay, so incapacitated will come up again. In the meantime, we'll talk about in alphabetical order. Illuminati. More like Illuminati. <laughs> what are those guys up to anyway? Invisible. <laughs> so if you're invisible, it just means that you can't be detected by means of sight, mm -hmm. but you can still be detected by any noise that you make or tracks that you leave. Yeah, so don't fart. Try. Don't fart in the snow. <laughs> the smelly ones are okay. The loud okay. ones probably not. <laughs> Unless you have like a bloodhound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else? Maybe you can go rolls. all the way on the other end and just try to incapacitate the bloodhound. <laughs> <with. laughs> yeah, our rotten one. So the only uh, functional difference then, other yeah. than trying to detect you, is that any attack rolls against you have disadvantage, and all of your attack rolls have advantage. That's pretty good. That's yeah. very good. So invisible is really a beneficial one. Yeah, and I think that that's another thing where you have to kind of figure out. It's kind of like opposite blind. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard anyone describe it that way. But Maybe converse. Is like converse blind? Inverse, inverse blind? Inverse blind. We'll have to draw it out yeah. on the map. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. come back to you guys. We'll crunch in the, the numbers. In the quick. 100k subs. Special. <laughs> we'll tell you if we figured it out. <laughs> when we get the little silver YouTube play button. <laughs> Alright, paralyzed. So here's where incapacitated comes, because when you're paralyzed, you are incapacitated. Ouch. And you can't move or speak. Mm -hmm. In addition to being incapacitated, mm -hmm. you also fail any strength or dexterity saving throws. Mm -hmm. All attacks against you have advantage. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting. Any attack against you that is within five feet is a critical hit. So this plays into the old kind of roles of coup de gras because 4th E, 3.5 E, actually I'm not sure 4th E. I think 4th had coup de gras rules, which is basically if they are incapacitated, paralyzed, asleep, you just get a free kill. Mm. It's just insta death. Whereas this one plays more into... You just get little more hitty, well, it's more hitty really, points. It's really, really good because they get advantage and you'll see later they get instant crits. Mm -hmm. So if you're killing someone and you're critting them, they instantly get two fails on their death saving throws. Oh, really? If you drop them to zero hit points from mm -hmm. a crit and they get two death saving throws? You would think, but no. <laughs> Instead, you have to drop them to zero. Then you do the 
coup de gras, as it were. Coup de gras light, diet coup de gras. Diet coup de gras. And you make them take two death saving throws. Failed. Mm. And then someone else can punch him. I guess, like, if I was actually DMing a game and you come across someone who's asleep and the rogue snuck in, they rolled a good stealth check. I mean, okay. You slit their throat, they're done, insta-kill. I think you just gotta give it to them, really. Yeah, there are some moments where it's like a little bit, like I guess, uh, I don't know, this might maybe apply more to like big bad guys, you know? Yeah, but it also leaves a little bit to the DM to like play around with. Mm -hmm. So if it's in the middle of a battle, then yeah, your concentration isn't exactly on getting the perfect throat shot, maybe you miss. Also, even if you are doing this to an incapacitated opponent, someone that's asleep, maybe you just don't cut deep enough. Maybe that's like the thing. So they get the two death saving throws, but you don't cut deep enough. If they get immediate help, then yeah, they can. Mm. But if they're asleep and no one's around and you're not in combat, you can make infinite attacks against someone who's down to zero. Yeah, you just be sitting there. Yeah, just stabbing away. Stacking away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a problem that solves itself in practice, to be perfectly honest. It's very rare that I found myself being like, oh, you should actually insta-die. Mm -hmm. It kind of just happens. What's the next one? Petrified. I like paralyzed with but. a few key differences. So you are just like paralyzed. You are also incapacitated, but unlike paralyzed, you are transformed with any non-magical objects you are wearing or carrying into a solid inanimate substance, usually stone. But it could be poo. I guess that's up to your DM <laughs> and the kind of game that you're playing. <laughs> but like, that would be, so your your weight would increase by a factor of 10. It's like in the rules as well, so you have to get some like very dense. Oh, I've, I've been there. <laughs> I've had my moments. Yeah, you've got your fiber enriched. <laughs> so right. just like paralyzed attacks against you have advantage, you automatically fail your strength and deck saves. But unlike Paralyzed, you are also resistant to all damage mm -hmm. and immune to poison and disease. But if good. you're poisoned or diseased already, then it's still there. It's just suspended. Okay. It's, like it's also, or you got little stone viruses in you. Yeah, it's just little frozen virus, <laughs> you know. Yeah, also, that's pretty straightforward. interestingly enough, they also mentioned that you don't age. That makes sense. That's in the rules. That so, like, you know, if you want to, like, you know, Walt Disney your campaign a little bit, <laughs> there, is, there is, like, there is a rules as written avenue for you to do that. Everyone put, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Petrified is pretty straightforward. I think that's a very rare one to come into, to be honest. Yeah, that's Unless you're rare. fighting, like, the Gorgons kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe Medusa. Yeah. Right. All right, what is the next few? Poisoned, the most disappointing of all of the attributes. Everyone's immune to it. As soon as you get past <laughs> like level three, everyone's immune to poison. Poisoning sucks. Yeah, <laughs> never, never spec into poison damage, guys. Yeah, because you know what you do. You know what you do if you poison somebody. A poison creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Nah. <laughs> to be fair, that isn't too bad. That's it's fine, hefty. but it's just like, not what you think would yeah, happen. Like, no damage. You, yeah, it's just not what you think would happen with poison. Yeah, it's it's always coupled with something else whenever I see it. Yeah, you, you probably have a spell, and the spell and probably says that you take some damage. They probably uh, leave that open-ended for Yeah, you to... sometimes you take damage on a save, so you can take a constitution saving throw every turn, mm. and then when you pass the DC, you're no longer taking the damage. But sometimes you stay poisoned. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's a continuing thing. It's hard to scale it as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, I guess because like it's something that can be as small as like you're drunk yeah. and that's kind of a form of poisoning mm-hmm. versus like, I don't know, you just took that vial of green bubbling liquid with a skull and crossbones on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> what did I have from Starbucks <laughs> you thought it was a novelty joke it wasn't <laughs> oh no it was Starbucks <laughs> Starbam <laughs> uh, we're somewhere in China so that could well be a thing <laughs> yeah we live this world we live this reality alright so poisoned is pretty straightforward pretty vanilla really yes it is less than what you expect that's I feel to make away. it more flavorful, it would have to be something like, you take 10% of your base health, but that's just something D&D doesn't do. You know what? I feel like there's a lot of room for there to be like an expansion to expand on poisoning in general. A we've done whole it expansion. Like, well, like you know, Xanathar's like, Guide to Poison. <laughs> just point, like the, the, the <laughs> reboot, we're sorry fix. <laughs> we're, we're really sorry. Here's a $150 book on <laughs> poison rules. I'd buy <laughs> That's the worst part. Because we know I would. Well, we it. have to because we have the podcast. <laughs> so. It's a business expense, tax deductible. <laughs> no, we're currently working on that Patreon. <laughs> All right, next one. Prone. So when you're prone, your only option is to crawl if you want to move. Standing up, which costs half your movement, is half your view movement. So why? Yeah, I don't understand why you wouldn't stand up unless there's something stopping you standing up, like you're in a very small house. Yeah, stand up, guys. Yeah, just stand up. Stand up. Just stand up. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you have disadvantage on all of your attacks, and all other attacks against you have advantage. So one important thing to note is if something is farther away than five feet from you, it actually has disadvantage to attack you. Yeah, I know some people out there I've heard have been using this as some kind of miss a turn. Like you have to lose your action. <laughs> Idiots. Fools. <laughs> yeah, the fools. I don't know. Honestly, where did we get that from? I have been playing like that for a long time and not only in your campaigns, but in other campaigns. Why? Seems to be a common misconception. I mean, is it just, is it just me? Is it us? Is it like- I heard it from uh, someone else. I just trusted it. Who, who, whomst? I've, I've failed. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we put this podcast out while destroying our integrity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're putting everything's on display right now. Like, on the bright side, you know that we do our research. <laughs> I mean, we have to, this is it. If you're playing one of those games where you spend an action getting up we're here to save you exactly so keep listening subscribe ring yeah. the bell icon who knows what else you're doing wrong yeah probably lots everything <laughs> you, are you even playing D or are you playing D and <laughs> you've just played some entirely different knockoff game <laughs> and you've had all of your money scammed oh yes i'm playing monsters and mazes <laughs> 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 and you're not cool anymore because you can't say that you play D and D. Exactly. Play a, I play some tabletop RPG. Fucking just like in one of those out. worlds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the next one? Okay. So next we one. Definitely not. <laughs> next one. Next one is restrained. Yep. Restrained is similar to grappled. So if you're restrained, it's like grappled light, right? Your movement speed still becomes zero, mm-hmm. and you also can't benefit from any bonus to your speed. Mm-hmm. Your attacks. I'm seeing still a get big, advantage. Uh, a big theme throughout all of this, that 
it's basically advantage and disadvantage on attacks. <laughs> it's like these are this is the economy of D and D that we have to work with. Yeah. <laughs> these are the things. This is the these are the the rewards and the punishments that D and D is the carrots and the sticks <laughs> to offer you. So yeah, that one's pretty straightforward. They've yeah. got disadvantage on dexterity saving throws as well. Yes. Yeah. Actually, how is it different? So, if you're restraining a creature, then all of your attacks against them have advantage, mm -hmm. and all of their attacks have disadvantage. Yeah. And they also have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. None of this is in the grappled condition. Okay, so grappling is like restraint-like. <laughs> Diet restraint. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's the way. So, maybe, maybe it's more like Grappling is the gateway drug to restraining. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the grappler feet, which allows you to restrain. Yes, that's yeah. a good one. That's, that's when you when you like pin. Yeah, right? when you you properly pin someone, and then they you're both restrained though mm. with the grappler feet. So both the grappler and the grapplee. Mm. <laughs> Wrestlers play common. <laughs> So you need to be careful with that. You need to make sure you're surrounded by friends to really get that advantage. Yeah, I guess that's like the hold him down while you guys beat him up kind of. Basically, I'll hold his arms, you kick him in the crotch. <laughs> All right, last two. Okay, stunned. Stunned is one that I was just commenting on, has like a very lovely picture. <laughs> it's a little, it's a huge orc with a little halfling that looks like he bonked him on the head. Aww. So a stunned creature is incapacitated, which we talked about, mm -hmm. so you can't move, but you can speak falteringly. So that's definitely a roleplay thing. Yeah, that might also have some effects on like whether or not you can. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I got an award. I felt it. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> give me the tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, I've got an inspiration dice from that. So you automatically fail your strength and deck saving throws as well. And attack rolls? They have advantage. <laughs> you don't have disadvantage. You can swing wildly and still hit someone. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. I Yeah, I guess what is like the flavor of that? You would think that if you're stunned, you wouldn't be doing so hot on attacking stuff. I mean, you can, if you can see shapes, you can hit them. You can punch them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm imagining the Harry Potter Dun Chamber Troll. <laughs> with the with the wand stuck in his yeah. nose, like maybe that's like swinging wildly. If he hits you, I think that's just Harry and Ron do, like rolling nat twenties on their dex checks. They've rolled I so many. I think that's many more them than the troll 20s. like rolling the crit fails. Yeah. Okay, last one. Unconscious. So this is probably what you think of when you think of incapacitated. But unconscious, you are incapacitated. <laughs> and in addition to being incapacitated, you also can't move or speak, and you're unaware of your surroundings. It's like what you'd expect. Yeah, you drop whatever you're holding, you fall prone, you fail your strength and dex saving throws, obviously uh, everything has advantage on you. And then also, all hits against you within five feet are critical hits. Yeah, any attack that hits crits. Yeah. If it hits... Eat crits. Within five feet. Within five feet. <laughs> so yeah, this is where the coup de gras kind of comes in. Yes. Yeah, if you're looking for that rogue that wants to assassinate. Pew, pew, pew. Step, step, step. Here are some rules for you. That's it. Okay, so those are all the status effects, the conditions. But there is a kind of like special one, a super one. Super Exhausted. one. Bring, lay it on me. Exhaustion. Uh, There's levels. Yes. So exhaustion is a bit of a special one. Uh, you get exhaustion from all kinds of things, and I'm sure we're going to touch on loads of them. Yeah, it's also we've... a good tool for DMs as well. So the examples that the PHB gives is freezing, the effects of freezing or scorching temperatures and starvation. You also get them from forced marches, which we talked about in one of the earlier episodes. Mm -hmm. It's measured in six levels. So number one, 
Disadvantage on all ability checks. Number two, speed is halved. Number three, disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Number four, hit point maximum halved. Five, speed reduced to zero. And six, you a nasty case dead. of deadness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all of these stack, right? Yeah, they all stack. So if you have level two, you'll also have disadvantage on ability checks as well as your speed halved. Yeah. So if you're dead, you also have the speed halved and all of the yeah. disadvantages. So if it says uh, you take a level of exhaustion, if you already have exhaustion, you add it. You don't go to level one or anything. Mm -hmm. So you just keep adding. That's pretty uh, straightforward. It increases by the amount specified. So sometimes you can gain two levels, although that's very rare. Yeah. Um, it seems very contextual. Like, yeah, it, it really is. It, I, it depends on what the thing is that's giving you the exhaustion. It'll probably yeah, say exactly. like how it does that and it's, how it can be removed. It is, as I said, a good tool for a DM to use. You can mm. use it quite flavorfully. It can be applied to a few different things. So if an effect removes exhaustion, it's level as specified in the effects description. So it will say remove two levels of exhaustion. Remove two levels. Otherwise, just remove one because it will probably say remove a level of exhaustion. Mm. Unless um, you want it to be like negative exhausted, empowered. Uh, you run that game and tell me how it goes. <laughs> so all exhaustion effects are ending if the creature's exhaustion level is reduced below one. So yeah, it's really simple. Read the level, you get that, and then all the things below that level. Yeah, and be prepared for a, a pretty bad time. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Also, what's good to note is that a long rest doesn't cure all exhaustion, it just lowers it by one. So if you're on level five, you're going to need five days rest. Unless... right as rain. Yeah, that sucks. Also, being raised from the dead reduces a creature's exhaustion level <laughs> by one. <laughs> so you can little, wake up and little be... solace. Oh, I'm just so tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh... I feel a bit better. <laughs> what even does that? So, okay, that's such a, why, why? So, okay, yeah, if you raise one. a creature from the dead, they're a zombie now, but they still have some exhaust. There's like, they're kind of tired, yeah, right? They're but like, less tired. They're a little that bit less tired. Weird. They're, they're just, feeling better, yeah. but not by much. <laughs> I guess if oh do you know what that would be that's interesting if you die by exhaustion your level is 6 so when you're raised you have exhaustion level 5 which means you still can't move and you're yeah but it means when you're raised from the dead you don't instantly die at level 6 but what I guess is more interesting is that it doesn't reset your levels after you die yeah you would think right mm -hmm. the just down by 1 is such a weird modifier for can you imagine like just a bunch of zombies like zombie flick type of zombies In speed reduced Half, half maximum hit points. I guess or that like, is kind of what a zombie is. I'm just, I'm picturing them in like a dressing gown and slippers, just <laughs> with their coffee. They're just so like, yeah, they like hung like, over oh, zombies. Man, do They're... we have to do this today? <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all the conditions in the player's handbook. Yes, beware. We'll close that book for today, and we'll come back at you guys with another half-baked episode. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps it'll be fully baked. Hopefully, we'll aim for fully baked, but we are imperfect creatures in an imperfect world, and we like learning together. We learn with you, guys. Mm. So, come on by. Let's learn some things together next week. Let's do it. See ya. Bye.